everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 536. Today we're going to take a look at Terraforming Mars. This is a new game from Stronghold Games, just released. And this is a game that plays one to five players, and players are going to be terraforming Mars. So the way that you do that is you'll have this giant hand of cards, at least to start the game, and you're going to be trying to play those cards. And those cards are like different contracts or patents and inventions and different technologies that are going to go into this whole sort of global process of terraforming uh, this planet. And the game is really about figuring out when to play these cards. And you're going to get generate different kinds of income, like money and titanium. You're going to kind of get these plant resources that are going to help you with the actual terraforming process, develop cities on the planet, all this kinds of stuff. So you're going to be doing and sort of diversifying all of that kind of stuff to score the most kind of like terraforming points. So let's jump into how the game actually works and then I will tell you what I think about it. Okay, here's everything that you get in the game. You can see we've got the planet of Mars here, different hexes where we're going to be placing a variety of kind of landmarks and different terrains. You've got a temperature gauge here. Here's the overall temperature of the planet. And then you've got here the oxygen level there. Now the couple things to keep in mind, the game will end or be in its last round when the temperature gauge is maxed out, the oxygen level is maxed out, and you have placed all nine of these ocean tiles out onto the board. Once that occurs, then players will be able to finish out the round, and then you're going to look at how many points or what your terraform rating is. Everybody here is going to see you can start there at 20. You'll have a cube there, and then as you get points to the game, you're going to go around. Now, this is actually going to also be your income at the start of each round as well as possibly some other modifiers you might have in your personal player area. Now, like I said, the main thrust of the game is this giant stack of cards here. And the, there's a ton of different cards, so I'm not going to go through all of these, obviously, but I will make mention that there is also sort of a quote-unquote expansion in here with another decent-sized stack of cards. Uh, these are kind of like called your corporate era, and they have these little symbols there. I actually recommend... You could probably throw these in right away. Uh, you know, maybe not your first game, but definitely for your second game, go ahead and throw these in. These are very sort of engine-y types of cards that help you sort of build a little bit of an engine before you go after the points directly. And I think that's always kind of a cool thing. So that's what you've got there. Now, the other type of card in the game are these corporation cards. Now, if you want for your starter game, you can do the beginner corporation. This will give you an income or it'll give you $42, and you also will just get 10 cards off of the main deck there. Now, the normal game is you'll be dealt a couple of these, you'll take a look at them, and then you'll get a different amount of starting money there. At that point, and you'll get a special ability, and these are all very different and cool, uh, at that point you'll be able to buy the cards that you want to keep. So you always be dealt 10 cards. If you're playing with the beginner corporation, just keep all 10, no big deal. But if you're playing kind of the normal game, you get your whatever income or money that you start with, and then for each card you want to keep, you're going to expend uh, 30 bucks, and you can keep those cards. And that is how a round is actually going to begin. So except for the first round, you're going to have whatever cards you have left over, and then players are going to be dealt four cards, and then any of those that you dealt that you want to keep, you can spend $3 to keep those, and then you just discard the others face down out of the game. Now there is also a draft variant where each player will be dealt four cards then you take and draft passing to the left and then whatever four cards you end up with then you can pay for those 
So after that, that's possible short draft phase or new deal of cards, then you're gonna go into your turn. And so let's talk about the different actions. Let's take a look here at the player board itself. Now you can see you've got six different types of resources that you can deal with in the game. You've got your money, you've got your steel, you've got your titanium, your plants, your energy, and your heat. Now you can notice here with the steel and the titanium, these are actually kind of super money. So any money that you have is one, any steel that you have will be counting as two. And sometimes you might have special abilities or try to score these in different ways above and beyond being kind of super money. And then you've got plants down here, which are for terraform. You can see you can convert those into forests. And then you've got energy, which you can spend, or you can let it kind of transform into heat. At that point, you can also spend it. Now to track all this, you're gonna have these little cubes here in these different spots. And so we can see we have these different colored cubes. These little copper ones are worth one, the silver ones are worth five, and these giant gold ones are worth 10. So you've got 10, 20, 33 money with this amount of cubes. And the same if you have these over here uh, with steel. And you're just gonna, whatever boxes are in are what they count as. And you've also got these income tracks here, which are very easy to bump. It's my one complaint about at least the components of the game are these boards here, but just gotta be careful. So this is gonna be the amount that you generate. So if this is up here, you're gonna generate nine new you know, steel every turn. And before we talk about the actions, let's talk about two actions that are available to you here on this player board. You can see this spot here, it shows you can convert eight of your plants into a little forest, and then you can also convert eight heat into raising the temperature. So on your turn, what's gonna happen is you're gonna get the ability to do one or two actions. It's your choice, and that's actually very interesting. But if you choose to pass and do nothing on your turn, then you're out for the round. Everybody else will keep going around the table. Uh, but if you just kind of, you're not sure what you want to do, you want to see how things shake out, you maybe take one action and then let the play go around and then you maybe set yourself up for the next turn to do two actions on that turn. But one or two actions on your turn, no big deal. Now, these actions here are very important because these are going to help you score. This one will allow you to terraform, this one will allow you to raise the temperature. So you can spend eight of each and do the thing. So let's talk about first how to put the four step. So the first time you put a forest out, you'll just take one of these, and you can see these tiles are actually double-sided. You've got a city on one side and a forest on the other. And if you don't have anything else out onto the board, you can put these wherever you want, except in these blue spaces. These blue spaces here are only for uh, these ocean tiles. But let's say I wanted to just put it out uh, right here. So we'll zoom in a little bit there. You can see that you're actually going to get something when you cover the space with any tile, not just a forest. So if I put this here, I'll put that there, mark it as my own, and then I'll immediately generate two plants. So I actually only effectively spend six because I spent eight to do this and I got two right back. But if I go down here, I would actually generate two steel. Now, once you have a tile on the board, whether it's a forest or maybe you put a city out, which I'll talk about, you have to put any new forest tiles adjacent to one of your pre-existing tiles. And you want, for the end of the game, to have forest tiles surrounding your cities because that's gonna make your city score more points. Uh, one little thing about tile placement is once uh, cities are out here, you cannot place another city adjacent to another, except for this special spot of Noctis City. Uh, there's a special card that allows you to actually play that. When that's played out, then uh, you can play uh, this adjacent to another city because this is a special spot. But once that's out, you can't play a city adjacent to it. So all intents and purposes, you just don't play cities next to each other, except for that weird case. So that's how you put the forest out. Now, when you put the forest out, you're going to 
raise the oxygen level. Now anytime that you raise the oxygen level there or you bump up the temperature over here, you're going to generate a little bit of a terraforming a rating there and you're going to get basically a point or another point of income. So anytime you put a force out, you bump this up, you get a point. And then, remember I said if you have eight heat, you can use this as an action. You can spend that to raise the temperature. And you just bump that up here and you raise the temperature. And again, when you raise the temperature, you'll get a point. Now you'll notice there's two little icons there. And then if we jinking the camera up here, there's an icon there. What, if you're the person that raises it to this point, you're going to get a bonus. So if you hit that, you're going to get the chance to raise the temperature, which again will generate you another point. If you hit these two spots here, it allows you to bump up the heat again. And this particular spot allows you to actually put out another ocean tile. The main action that you're going to be trying to do is playing these cards. And there's a few different things to notice about these cards. I just kind of took these randomly. All of the cards are going to have a money cost here in the upper left. So 11, 12, 8, so on. So it's going to cost that amount. Now, some of them also, like these Zeppelins here, have a requirement. So this shows that the oxygen must be at 5%. And then it'll also tell you down here it requires 5% oxygen. So you don't really have to rely on the iconography, but as you play the game, you'll just refer to that. So we can see here 5% oxygen that we see in this case that we're past that. So we can actually do this. So we could pay the 13 bucks and then we can play this card here in front of us. This will actually give us an extra point at the end of the game. And then it says increase your money production, which is the income track for your money. One step for each city on Mars. So as players build cities, you might wait to play this and then you can get a nice little bump. Now here's another interesting card here. Remember I talked about uh, Noctis City. Uh, this is that special spot here on the board right there. So this is how you get that tile out. If you take a look at this, you can pay 18 bucks, but you can actually spend, because it has this icon, you can spend your steel. So here we've got a bit of money and we've got a bit of steel. Remember steel counts as two, titanium counts as three. So in this case, we could pay 18, but we could spend a bunch of our steel here to sort of cut down the cost. And then we would do whatever it says. Now this is interesting here, it says decrease your energy production one step and increase your money production three steps. So a lot of times in the game, you're going to be kind of bumping these back and forth. So this will drop down a little bit and then this will go up. And then it'll tell you here to replace the reserve tile on that space. Now there's also a card like this here. Well, you can pay $18 and increase uh, the temperature by two. So instead of spending the heat resource, you're spending the money resource in this case to bump it up by two. And then you'll take this special tile and it tells you to put it on one of those name spots on the board, possibly, you know, cutting somebody off or interrupting something there. So you kind of started off these lava flows. Now there's some other things to notice about the cards is they're going to kind of combo off each other. So if you look at this one here, it costs us 12 and notice that symbol there. That's a science symbol and you get to uh, bump up your plant production or energy production by two steps. But then later on, we might play this plantation here and you can see the requirement there is that you have two of those symbols and then it allows you to place this. So this requires two science tags and allows you to place a greenery tile and raise the oxygen. Uh, one step. So instead of paying the plants, which you might run out of, uh, you can pay 15 bucks if you've played some of these cards previously. So as you play these cards, most of the time you're going to put them face up in front of you and you're going to kind of note the different icons and some of the other effects are going to kind of trigger off of that. Uh, last two cards I think I just want to show you for now is sometimes you'll have 
these blue cards here, and these will allow you to take actions uh, to place possibly cubes on things, or some other cards will just give you straight up actions that you can do in addition to all the normal actions. Uh, but you might build up sort of, in this case, an ecological zone where you put some plants or microbes or animals or whatever on these different spots, and then you get points for those at the end of the game. Now the other thing are these red cards, these are event cards. Uh, these are cards that you'll, you'll play, you'll discard them out of the game, they won't go to the discard pile, but you don't get the benefit of any of their, uh, their icons. Now this one you can see here, this allows you to use titanium, because remember you can use that for money there. But you can use the titanium to help spend this, and then most of the time these are going to do something cool for you, and then they'll allow you to attack somebody's plant reserve. So this allows you to reduce uh, somebody's plant reserves uh, by six. So. That's one thing you have to keep in mind is you don't want to sort of hoard this. Um, and it kind of makes sense because if you were to hoard this, uh, you could kind of like really rush the end of the game if there was no way to stop it. So it kind of keeps folks from spending, uh, you know, from hoarding it and it keeps them from to keep spending it and kind of moving the game along a little bit as well. So a lot of these kind of red quote unquote attack cards are going to target that. And it is worth noting that sometimes your corporation cards there are going to have either actions or effects that augment an action and so on. Now there's also a sort of list of standard actions that you can do in addition to the two on your player board and anything you do through the cards. Uh, the first thing you can do, which you don't really want to do, is at some point you can discard X number of cards for one of your actions and you get a buck per card. Obviously you paid three to keep them, but sometimes your strategy will change and you're like, this card is dead to me, and so you can just chuck it for a buck. This one you can increase your power plant production by one step. Here you can actually raise the temperature. Here you can actually build an aquifer. Uh, here you can spend 23 bucks and do the green reaction. Again, these two are without using heat or plants. And then here you can build a city. And you can spend $25 in building a city and you can also bump up your uh, money production by one if you do that. Now I haven't talked here about aquifers yet, so let's do that. So like I said, you can put these on any of these blue zones, and it's similar to other uh, tiles, you, when you put them over covering something, you'll generate that there. Now one thing I didn't mention is if you build next to uh, an aquifer there, you're gonna generate two bucks immediately uh, for your stash for each aquifer that you're adjacent to when you place. So if I put this guy here, I would get you know four bucks, or if this was like this, I would get six bucks immediately. But you can see nobody actually owns those. And again, this is one of the triggers for the end of the game. When this hits the top, that hits the top, and then we run onto the aquifers. Now there's two final actions that have to do with the end game scoring that I wanna talk about, and then I'll talk about how you add up all the points. You can see here we've got the milestones and the awards. So let's look at the milestones first and then the awards. Now here for the cost of $8, you can trigger one of these uh, milestones for five points at the end of the game. Now only three of these can be chosen at any point in the game. So if the green player went in here and they paid to take the terraformer, that would be one down, and so there'd only be two left available to all players. So again, to do this action, you'll pay $8 and then mark these with some cubes. And in this case, you want one to be able to mark this one here is to have 35 points or 35 terraform rating. Once you've got that, then you can take an action and claim that and it'll be worth five points. This one here is to have three cities on the board. This one is to have three forests. This one is to have eight steel in your player board. And this one is to actually have 16 cards in your hand. So you take the action, claim it, and then hopefully you get the five points there. Well, not hopefully. <laughs> That's for the next thing, which I'm gonna show you now, the awards. 
So the awards is a very different uh, calculation altogether. So the first person to do this action will pay $8, the next person $14, and the last person $20. And again, you can only activate three of these. And what you're doing is you're triggering these end game bonuses. There will be no end game bonuses unless if nobody uh, takes any of these. So if you choose this one here, this is landlord. That means the player with the most owned tiles, cities and forests, will get five points. Second most will get two. It's very feasible that you would trigger this award, not actually get first or second place in that particular award. So you have to be careful. The next wing is banker. This is whoever has the highest income for their money. This one is the scientist, the most science symbols on all the cards that they've played. The thermalist is the most heat, the most total heat that they'll have. And then this one here is the most combined total between a steel and titanium that they currently have on their player board. You gotta be a little bit of a speculator here and hopefully speculate on something that you're already kind of into. So at the end of the game, when all these markers are up and there's no more ocean tiles left, then you're gonna add up the number of points. So you're gonna get points in a few different ways. You're gonna get obviously your current point rating here, which again is your income every round as well. You get awards for the tiles out here on the board. Now each forest is gonna give you a point and each city is gonna give you a point for each forest that is adjacent to it. doesn't matter who actually controls the forest, but you're gonna score your cities that way. You get points for the milestones and the awards. Also for the cards. Remember some of these cards here have points or variable amounts of points on the bottom of them. Some of them might even actually have negative points on there, so you gotta watch out for that as well. Add up all your points, the player with the most is the winner. Most money will be the tiebreaker. Okay, so that is Terraforming Mars, and I want to thank uh, my Patreon supporters because I started running polls on Patreon to see which games folks would like to review most. This one was the clear winner out of like a list of several games, I don't know, like 40 on there. This one had dominated the most votes, and I will say good choice because <laughs> the game is really, really good. Um, you know, if you watch my videos at all, you're going to know that I am a sucker for hand management, sort of multi-purpose card ideas, and this has this in spades. There is a huge, huge stack of cards uh, that you can dig through, and I believe all of these are unique. As the box has like 200 unique cards or something like that on there, uh, so there's going to be a whole ton of cards to go through. Now, I haven't played this solo, but I've looked at the rules of it, and it does look like a pretty interesting game to play solo. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Agricola, I guess, where you have these different kind of, you know, buildings or contraptions and inventions that you're trying to lay out that are gonna kind of combo together. Obviously, there's no worker placement stuff in there, but in terms of the solo game, I could kind of see that, where you have this sort of, uh, you know, dummy player sort of eating up area, and then you just kind of play a certain number of turns and try to get your high score. So it does look pretty interesting from that perspective because I think you're going to have enough to chew on in terms of what to do with your hand of cards. And this is definitely one of those games, you know, maybe like Innovation or something or even like A Race for the Galaxy where here's a giant hand of cards, you figure out what to do with it, <laughs> which is always awesome. And there's going to be a lot of synergies that are going to happen that you need to try to dig for a little bit or hope that you draw into um, and there's things that you have to kind of sort of time because there's really like an ebb and flow to the game so you might get a lot of cards early on that you won't be able to trigger for a while because the requirement's going to be 
the temperature needs to be this amount or the oxygen level needs to be this amount or so on or it's not really going to do anything for you until like there's a bunch of cities on the board so those kind of cars you kind of try to figure out okay do i keep these or just chuck these help get things helpful for me to get my engine going which is kind of why i like the sort of extra expansion cards this is a little bit more like i said engine-y there's a little bit more kind of generating stuff going on where it's not just about like pushing the end game and pushing the terraforming the sort of selfish cards if you will from a sort of a thematic perspective of like getting your kind of corporation or conglomerate of corporations up and running and generating stuff that way so i think that is i think that's kind of why they just kind of throw them in there because it'll kind of dilute the deck down enough that it's going to give you enough to kind of just do stuff for a little while and then you can really hone in uh, at that point. I actually would recommend not playing with the basic corporations, I think. Uh, like I can kind of go back and forth because sometimes these effects can be really cool. I don't think there's anything like out of balance or anything, but it's kind of nice just to get the 10 cards and go from there. So without having to really sort of figure out oh, I should get rid of this card and that card. Just give yourself 10, do the stuff that you can do right away. And you didn't maybe go, oh, I got rid of that card. You know, now in turn two, I realized that I would have liked that card. You don't have to get rid of it and you don't have to, you know, worry about spending that money. Uh, and I think that's a very interesting also concept as well that it's gonna take a couple of plays to get into is, okay, now I have to pay to keep these cards. I really wanna keep these cards. So you wanna have enough kind of money left over and money generated to not only play the cards and use them, but also to keep new cards in the next round. You don't want to go into the next round being super tight on your budget, which you will be anyway. Um, the theme of it is actually very interesting in terms of sort of the wildness of the cards, not in terms of like their playability or anything, but just kind of the types of cards that happen. Uh, so you're going to get cards that, you know, allow you to manipulate your income or cards that allow you to like kind of attack players' plants and cards that allow you to, uh, you know, in, do stuff cheaper on the board or you might start to focus down and do like more terraforming or more of the heat actions and spend more of your energy. And there might be cards that allow you to sort of tick and tack your different income so you might generate a bunch of income early on you might be generating all kinds of money but then you're going to see okay now i want to start to play cards to sort of peel back and taper off that a little bit because i've kind of exhausted that a little bit and then you kind of shift into more energy generation or vice versa you could generate a lot of energy early uh, which will then generate heat uh, at the end of the round when your income generates and so you're going to go back and forth between those. So that's a very kind of interesting uh, thematic idea where you might come in sort of as a specialist, as a banker. You might be flush with money or you might be kind of an energy mogul, like a sort of a global planetary utility company early on based on the cards that you get or maybe the corporation that you get. And then you kind of have to sort of shift gears based on kind of the demands of the planet you know, and how sort of the terraforming is going <laughs> generally, not just based on you, but based on what everybody else is doing. And so that really does tie in into an interesting way, which has that kind of, you know, I don't want to say 18xx, but it has that sort of speculative entrepreneurial sort of vibe where you're sort of growing this sort of collective, uh, you know, not railroads in this case, but these, you know, this terraforming, this sort of network of trees and oxygen producing things. And so you have that kind of 
that feel, but you know, that you're getting into it and I'm, I'm kind of doing this, but you know, all the other players are kind of going this way. There's a lot of cities out here. I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to build in a little network over here. And that kind of ties in nicely with this whole speculative thing uh, with the awards. It's like, okay, I, I got a lot of heat, you know, so I'm going to spend the eight bucks and then go for the most heat. Well, you, I mean, you just sent out a huge flag to everybody. I was like, oh, I guess I should probably try to have a lot of heat at the end of the game. <laughs> um, you know, and I've seen that where somebody will go out and say, okay, this is the award. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm going to win that. <laughs> and, you know, and maybe spend too much time winning that and not enough time getting points elsewhere. You know, maybe that happened, maybe it didn't. Anyway, but, uh, so yeah, that all kind of ties back in together with the way that you kind of organically go through the cards and kind of go through and sort of craft your conglomerate and what it's going to look like at the end of the game with kind of how you score those points, you know, those kind of end game bonuses. Cause that's something I actually looked at and I was super excited about the card play, you know, where I was like, Oh yeah, this is going to be a great, but then I saw like these end game ones. I'm like, Oh, they just tacked on this zero end game bonus thing, just like every other game. And then actually, no, it's not like that at all. It's completely a different kind of thing, which is what I just talked about. Um, yeah. The game is fantastic. I could see this having like lots and dozens and dozens of plays. This is not one of those you're going to hit like the 510 mark or whatever you have, your taste happens to be. And then you kind of, okay, it goes on the shelf for a while or you get rid of it. This is going to be one where like, like a race for the galaxy or something, you're going to want to revisit it because it's just going to shake out and just kind of the pace is going to sh- be very different um, each game. And you're going to be using different parts of the game every time you play it. Okay. So that is terraforming Mars. Awesome. Excellent game production, except for these player boards is fantastic. I think across the board, I love the little cubes, the, the card art's good. Uh, you know, the tiles and the planet, everything looks fine. It's very functional. I think the only thing about these boards I mentioned is you can bump them and then you don't remember how much income you have. I have actually seen, I think two people now, have these like little uh, plastic things that you can put over it so the cubes don't slide around. There's like little slots. Um, a little pricey. I think I saw them really like eight bucks a piece. So to get five of them, you'd be buying the game almost. <laughs> but I don't think that's a deal breaker at all. I mean, just be careful, obviously, and then you should be okay. Um, but that's my like only minor little gripe is the player boards because there's tons of cubes everywhere and you might just sneeze or something. But I'll start to leave it on the down note because the game is really great. But yeah, other than that small thing, top notch, tons of replayability, tons of awesome cards, all kinds of crazy interactions. Um, okay, the one thing that I have heard, most of you probably turned it off, but the one thing that I've heard from folks that I've played it with and other folks that I've talked to that I know have played it is they don't really like the attacking part of it with you know the red cards basically blowing up your plants. I don't, I don't, ugh, I don't want to say they're wrong, but I think they're wrong because the attacking is only after that one thing. It only attacks the plants. And I talked about this in the walkthrough is you, it makes people have to spend the plants. And if you hoarded the plants, then that would, the game would be weird. I'm sure there'd probably be some like crazy abusable strategy of, you know, just hoarding plants and then like running out at the end of the game, like really fast or something. So I think that's in there for a design reason. 
Uh, and I think it's in there. I think it, it kind of works and makes sense because, you know, you've just, you've got to, you don't want to just sit there on plants. You've got to be worried that somebody's going to attack you. Um, and it's just going to happen. So that's just something you have to just sort of know is a volatile resource that's not going to be around. Because if you think about it, the beginnings of the terraforming are going to be the stage when it is at its most volatile. So until you get a good engine of terraforming where you don't have to worry about like random meteors busting in the atmosphere or other kinds of catastrophes, uh, then you do have to watch out for it. So it, it kind of fits mechanically, I think, and also as well for the thematic a little bit. Although players like calling in asteroids, you know, not so much, but it's just an event card that they're able to trigger. So anyway, that is Terraforming Mars. Definitely uh, give us one shot. Thanks.